Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I got a word for you today, amen? How do you find victory? Come on, how do you find victory in the valley? Write that down. How do you find victory in the valley? Ain't that good? How do you find victory in the valley? Here's what I want to talk to you about today. Woo, I'm telling you what. Amen. How do you find victory in the valley? Write that down. I want to talk to you about finding victory in the valley. The ushers are serving you, and while they are, we're going to get rolling. But I just want to say, what? We all go through difficulties in life. This sermon has been designed for, for from a little while ago, and now it hits, and now it makes sense. People walking through adversity, people walking through valleys, People walking through hard stuff. Now, look, don't be those people like, I ain't going through nothing hard. Listen, listen, sooner or later, there's going to be a valley to go through. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doom and gloom, but sooner or later, you're going to go through a valley. Maybe you got an emotional valley. Maybe you got a physical valley. Maybe you got a doctor valley. But you go through the valley sometimes. You know what I mean? It's not always mountaintop experiences. You know, not everything's always great. You know what I mean? You got to push through some adversity. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, life ain't easy. Sometimes life trying to knock the wind out of you. You know what I'm saying? But when the wind, when the wind, come on, man. When the devil trying to knock the wind out of you, I punch back. Come on, right? You got to talk back to the enemy. But this is what I want you to understand in this series. Jesus, man, this scripture is going to blow you out, right? We all go through difficulties in life that we don't understand. We all have setbacks and sometimes finances. We have setbacks and challenges in our health. We have what? All these things we walk through. Sometimes relationships don't work out. Sometimes things don't work right. Sometimes we walk through these valleys. And what happens? We get discouraged. Why do we get discouraged? Because sometimes it seems like nothing's improving. Come on, man. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how this thing started, right? You know, I'm like, the the, the water was all over the joint, right? So this was not my sermon but I'm just using it as an illustration for you with this goofy storm. You know, you see a lot of people going through life. But I'm here, you know, I show up. Like, a lot of people got a lot of stuff. A lot of you got house up. I show up, man, I'm like, God, ain't you the God? I was singing that song this morning, Bug Me. You know, Elevation. You know, that Elevation song, like, you be the God of Moses and part my Red Sea. Yeah. You ever hear it? You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the song. I was, it was on my playlist, and I was like, oh, that's a good song, right? Be the God of Moses and part my Red Sea. I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Right? I'm like, I showed up at the property. I put my foot in the water. The water didn't go nowhere. I was like, well, where's the God of Moses now, bro? So I got cute. You know, what I'm playing around, you know, because I'm a goofball like that. I was like, let me see if I can walk on it. Splash. Now I'm swashing through this junk. Got my shoes all jacked up. Right? Swish, squish. And look, I had no adversity. Please understand me. I'm not lightening the moment because some of you people were living in four feet of water. I understand. I'm not trying to lighten it, but I'm just telling you what I was thinking in my head in the moment. I'm going squish, 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 thinking where's the God of the Moses and where's the God of the walk on water and where's the God that's supposed to be taking care of this because don't look like Jesus done showed up in my world right now. Excuse me for being real. So, in that middle of that moment, while I'm squishing and squashing and squishing and squishing and squishing, I'm like, where you at? He's like, I'm right here with you. Nobody told me that he's the God that squashes through the water with you. And sometimes in life we think, well, if the Red Sea didn't part and we don't walk on water, maybe God left me. 
How about this? Maybe God's right there in the middle of the mess with you. And sometimes if you're not careful in the middle of the mess, you'll forget that. And that's the biggest problem because if you forget that in the moment of the squishing and the squashing, you might just get yourself an attitude you don't want to pick up. Look at this scripture that I found in the Bible for you. My God in heaven. But the scripture says this in Hosea 2.15. And it's out of Joshua 7.24 because Joshua goes and fights this great battle and basically destroys Achan. And he destroys him because he kept back a portion of stuff he shouldn't have touched. And when Joshua was walking through the trouble, just leave that one up there, please. Right? He says, squash. Basically what happened was this. Joshua was in a place called the Valley of Trouble, and it was miserable. But in the place of trouble, this is what he found. I will return her vigor to her and transform the Valley of Trouble into a gateway of hope. What? He said, in the Valley of Trouble, I'm going to turn this thing around and show you there's a gateway of hope. How in the world am I going to find hope in the Valley of Trouble? God said, in the midst of the trouble, I'm going to reveal to you, there is a valley of hope. And sometimes when I'm in the middle of the trouble, I don't see no hope in this thing. It looks hopeless. Now, listen, you might say, well, Pastor Chris, you're talking about a storm. I'm talking about life. Sometimes you walk through stuff, it looks hopeless. Sometimes you walk through seasons, it looks like, man, I don't even know if God can turn this one around. But he's the God that can. And I know you know it, but it's good to hear it. But now you got to think about it because here's the thing. When I'm walking through it, it don't feel like God's there. And this looks hopeless. And how can I be? How can I be hopeful in a hopeless situation? I got to be able to see something everybody else can't see. I got to be able to think thoughts that other people can't think in that moment. Because in the middle of that moment, it don't look like nothing can happen. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to write these down. God is the God that can turn my valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Woo, you better write that down because you're going to need that one day. You're going to need that one day because you got to be in the middle of the valley of trouble and go like this. There's hope in this thing. See, like that's what I was talking about last week. You got to find hidden treasure. See, in the middle of the trouble, you got to remember what I told you last week? Somebody said, I wasn't here last week. Go back and watch. Grace, grace. I had people call me up this week, said, grace, grace. I had business people call me up this week, grace, grace. Why? Because they're facing stuff. Remember what I said last week? He showed up to Zerubbabel, and the trouble showed up and said, Zerubbabel talking to mountain said, oh, valley of trouble, why in the heaven are you not? Woo! Who you think you are standing before Zerubbabel? He said, grace, grace. Now, see, the church jacked grace up. Now, they like, everything's grace. Grace is not an excuse for you to live weak. That ain't grace. Grace is the ability and power of God in you, allowing you to do what you could not do by yourself. So grace ain't a weakness. Grace is an empowerment for you to live good. So don't look at grace like grace is mercy because grace ain't mercy. Grace is an empowerment for you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because remember in the Old Testament, let me do this quick. Old Testament, God was like, hey, man, if you do this, Right? If you kill somebody, you're to be killed. Right? What's the New Testament say? If you got hatred in your heart towards your brother, it's as good as murder. What's harder? What? No, think about it. No. No, wait a minute. What's harder to live by? New Testament, right? Why? Because it's easy to say, well, I don't like you. I like you. You're my buddy. 
But if I didn't like him, I hate him. That's good as murder. Old Testament, you had to do it. New Testament, you just got to think it. It's as good as doing it. What's harder to live by? New Testament. That's why we're in the dispensation of grace. God's like, no, I gave you the ability to be the overcomer of all that nonsense in your inside, in your head, in your mind, in your heart. Because the power of grace is greater than your ability to love. So I'm going to give you my love to love with. Don't you stand here and tell me no. It's harder. But why, what do he say? I gave you grace. So don't look at grace like it's a weakness. I got these people want to go, oh, you know, I'm just going to be caught up in sin. No, no, no. If you're caught up in sin, you like it. Don't mess with me. I'm like a ninja in the spirit. Yeah, if you like, oh, I'm, sin's got me. No, you like it. You keep doing it. You know, they come in here, they come in here, you know, all walks of life. Let me tell you something about sin, though. God annihilated sin. Lady came to me this morning. She was so sweet. She said, I grew up in a denomination. That was the greatest explanation of sin I've ever heard in my life. I said, thank you. I don't take credit for nothing because it's all copyrighted material. <laughs> I'm really, I really am the greatest plagiarist you've ever seen in your life. Because I come up with no original content. And the craziest thing of all is all my content came from the Bible. So it's really kind of cool. I don't really got to be smart. <laughs> I just tell you what God said makes me the smartest guy in the room. I sat in this room one time. Oh, my God, you would have loved it. My, my guys are in here, right? But I'm in this room with these dudes that are, I had this guy that they were brilliant, man. They were so, they were like smart, smart. Like they were like I don't even know what the one guy did. The one guy just, he didn't even, he was so smart. He built, I had the guy one time that built, you know, some, I'll date myself, but for IBM, he built the OS2 for IBM when, when the software system came out. This is how smart this cat was. They used to ship this guy to Chicago every week and fly him home on the weekend because he wanted to be in Florida. That's how smart he lived. In, this dude was smart. He showed me the IBM software when, it was, when he was creating it for IBM. He said, look what I'm building. I said, I don't even understand what the heck this is. It was a computer. I said, what is this? He was brilliant. I sat with people that were so smart, they would scare you with their intellectual plays. And I kid you not, I felt so out of place in rooms, and God's like, you're the smartest guy in the room. Not out of arrogance. Not out of arrogance. I never would say it. But he said, the wisdom, these guys are looking at me like, talk to me. I was like, I, you, I, you should be talking to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. They're like, no, you, the words you have have something different. They're not mine. They got spirit in life. Don't you ever think for a minute of your life, the moment you, you're in a situation and you got the word of God, don't you ever think you're, you're the one that's under, you're the one that's over. I'm not talking about pairing off with people. You understand what I'm saying? You hanging on to this truth we're getting from the word of God makes you the smartest person in the world. Don't you ever think for a minute it's not smart to stay in the word. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you, because like sometimes you get in a room, you know what I'm saying? You're in a room with people that are like, oh my God, but no, wait a minute. I know truth from the word of God that'll change everybody's life. Let's find hope from the word of God, not from the hand of man. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Because yep. sometimes you don't feel like I'm there. You're there. You got the truth. Hang on to it. Hold on to the word of God. Amen. It's the most important thing you and I can do. So don't forget it. Don't ever forget it. Because you're going to walk in a situation sometimes it seems like, well, what good is this little bit of hanging on the word of God? It's the key to changing your whole world. Amen. Don't let it go. And don't forget these principles I'm going to give you. Everybody's going to go through the valley of trouble, but can you find the gateway of hope in the valley of trouble? God said, in the valley of trouble, I'm going to give you a gateway of hope. Next time you start walking through the pressure, stop looking at the pressure and go, where's the hope going to come from? Come on, because I know where my hope comes from. My hope comes from the Lord. Yes. You got to know it. You got to say it. You got to believe it. You got to expect it. 
Now look what it says here. Write this down. This is so good, right? What happens when I go through this? Oh, that's what I was telling you about. Sin. Okay, let me tell you about sin once and for all because I got to help some of you get free. Sin is done and away with forever. Okay, you're not a sinner saved by grace. Stop this nonsense. Now, ain't nobody going to outdo me here, so just listen to me. Your religion is destroying your credibility of Christianity. Okay, so listen to me. Sin is done and away with. You are not sinners saved by grace. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus based upon your position in God. You understand me? I don't care what you heard, what you think, or what, whatever's been preached. Tell them be quiet. I'm going to tell you the truth about you. It's very important. Because the scripture I'm going to read to you in a minute is going to help you understand this, but you ain't going to believe the scripture if you don't believe me first. Okay? Because you'll reject it. Now, let me tell you about sin once and for all. Pay attention. Jesus took sin, put it on the cross, put, put it on him, and then put him on the cross. Do you understand what I just said? Do you understand what I'm saying here? Jesus took your sin, put it on his body, and then nailed himself to the cross. Because they didn't put him on that cross. He put himself on the cross. He put the nails through his own hands. Understand what I'm saying. He didn't have to stay there. He stood there. He wanted to. Counted it joy. So he took sin on him, put sin on himself, and then put himself on the cross and said, once and for all, it's annihilated and done away with. Sin has no more power over you. It's powerless. You understand it? Once and for all. He said he annihilated it. He used the word annihilate. Annihilated it once for all. So you say, well, then I sin. Now, you don't sin. You can't sin. You don't have the capacity to sin. That's why First John messes everybody's head up. If I sin, how can I sin and have God? You ever read that one? And you say, oh, well, I don't even know. Well, then why am I supposed to ask for forgiveness? You ask for forgiveness to restore your consciousness. Okay? Sin is done in a way with forever. The only problem you and I got is we walk out of faith. Do you understand this? Let me explain to you. Here's sin. He took sin, nailed sin, put it on a cross. What happens when I make mistakes? Simple. You walked out of faith. Your new life in Christ is to live by faith. So every time you walk out of faith, you don't per se walk into sin. You walk less than the value of where God placed you. Sin don't stick no more. You understand what I'm saying? So what happens? You walk out of love, you walked out of faith. The minute you walked out of faith, you walked out of what? Your consciousness of who you are. Every failure in the Christian's life is not a sin failure, it's a faith failure. Because faith is not something like, oh, what's faith? Faith is a belief. So if the Bible says walk in love and you walk out of love, you just walked out of faith. You didn't walk into sin. What happens if I stay out of faith too long? My prayers get hindered. The byproduct is not sin re-gravitates itself to me. The byproduct is I do not get the benefits of redemption. The Bible says if I got ought against you to forgive, if I got something against you, I need to forgive. Why do I need to forgive? Not because I'm going to go to hell, but because my prayers won't be working. Come on, wake up. Catch up with me. You understand this? Why am I telling you this? Because sin is done away with once and for all. Well, I'm a sinner. No, you're not. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you're born again. So how can you be So you're righteous one minute and now you're a sinner the next? No, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but here's the problem. Righteousness with God is right standing with God. What does that mean? That means you got understanding with God, right? What happens when you don't have understanding with God? It's not God moved, you moved. Live up to the reality of what God made you. Stop living beneath yourself and stop hanging around goofy people that try to tell you their brand of Christianity is for you. It's not. It's weak and powerless. Live in the brand of Christianity where you're strong in the Lord. Did you get what I said? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get it? 
Well, okay, let me ask you a question. If Jesus took sin on him and put it on the cross, you tell me Jesus messed up? He took care of it once and for all. So then what's the problem with me and you? We don't walk in the light we have. When you stop walking in the light you have, you walk in what? You walk in a place you don't want to walk. And now instead of being full of faith, what do we do? We step into unbelief. Once you step into unbelief, what do you got? You got all the, all the nonsense that goes with it. Are you here? You see what I'm saying? So what do you know? Oh, I'm supposed to walk in love. Then you better walk in love. Why? Because if you walk in faith, you're walking in love. You see it? Oh, I'm not supposed to be doing that, living this kind of goofy life. No, duh. You want to know why you're living a goofy life? You want to live a goofy life. That's all. Just stop lying to yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I want to live a goofy life. Sick. I had the dude come in here this morning. He was high. I know he was high. He got high last night. I don't care. He knows I know. I know who's high in here now. I will never expose you there. I would never make you embarrassed, but there's things I hear in my head I don't even want to know. You think you want this job? You don't want it. Trust me. So look, so I know what's going on. They're going, they're struggling, but don't say you, don't say you can't. You don't want to. That's all. Stop saying it's got power over me. It ain't got no power over you. You're giving it power over you because you're yielding to it. This dude is crazy. I'm out of my mind. But understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you. Why did I say that? Because I want you to know nothing can separate you from God. And if you don't believe that, you know what you're going to think? When I'm going through these problems, God left me. God ain't never left me. When I'm going through this, God, when I'm knee deep in sin, God quit on me. God ain't never leaving you nor forsaking you. And look at this scripture because you need to see it. Go to that scripture over there. This is what you got to know. No matter what goes on in these valleys, God's never leaving you, even if you put yourself there. Come on. Pull that up. Look at this, man. You got to see this. So what do you think? Now you got this? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition. Now he did this for you. And what? Exposing himself to the worst by sending his son. Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly in what? Freely, freely do for us. And who would dare dangle with God by messing one of God's chosen? That's you. Now watch it gets better. Who would dare to even point a finger? Well, come on. You know, people are funny, ain't they? They got a plank in their eye, but they want to tell you how jacked up you are. Don't they? Ain't people some? Any people saying, no, the other day, right, I get on the treadmill, you know, in the morning, and I listen to the word of God, you know, it's early, man, and it was, you know, sometimes I get in there, I just walk in, I ain't even paying attention to the treadmill, I don't even know what numbers are going on, I'm just walking in and doing my thing, doing my thing, you know, just chilling, I listen to the word of God, and man, he, I, I was reading in John, he got the woman caught in adultery, boy, he got her, man, right, not him, the people, them ornery little jerks, they brought her right in the act, here she is, sinner, look at her, Jesus just started playing in the dirt. He's slick. Jesus is the coolest dude walking. He's a superhero. All you guys like the Hulk and Spider-Man? I like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is slick, man. Not slick like a slick flick, but he cool. Jesus is cool. Like, what you got to say? Like, hey, here she is calling adultery. They got her right here. She's probably naked standing there or something. I don't know. Right? And they're all like there. And Jesus is like, yeah, just, yeah. What you going to do? The Bible says stoner, right? Jesus said, yeah, yeah. Jesus is like, it's cool. Playing with dirt. Um, he who is without sin, you throw the first rock. 
And I said, hey, now this is how you know it's smart. It says from the eldest, because older people are smarter than you young people. Young people ain't got nothing figured out yet. It's true. I told all these young guys in here, go get around all the guys with gray head and let them help you learn how to do life. Amen. I would be mentored in eight minutes in this room. There are some smart guys in this room. If I was 12, 15, 20, I told Luke already, I got three appointments for the kid. My son, I said, you got three appointments. There's four guys you're going to go sit with. You're going to listen to everything they said. You're going to buy them lunch. My son, that little joker, I said, there's four men in this church. I know who they are. You're going to be one of them. You're one of them. You're, and I said, you're going to go buy them lunch. You're going to, first, you're going to make an appointment with them, what's convenient for them, and you're going to go out of your way to go sit with them. Then after you're done, you got to go get them too. Uncle Marco get them. And I said, you're going to get them, and you're going to do this, and you're going to go to lunch, and you're going to shut your mouth, and you're going to take notes, and everything they tell you, and you're going to hear. And I said, that'll save 30 years of your life if you pay attention. Right. He thinks I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. And I said, you're going to use your money to pay for lunch. Yeah, Told him. Ain't no joke. You can go with you too. And I said, you're going to shut up, and you're going to listen. He said, okay, yes, sir. I said, and you'll pay attention here. It'll save you 30 years of life. You talk to people like that. I ain't gonna listen to nobody. I listen to my I'm man. I'm a grown man. I, yeah, okay, you're a grown man. Yeah, when you start paying the bills in here, you're a grown man. Until then, you ain't shut up and listen. I'm trying to help you. Some of you guys are 30 years old. Go find one of these cats that did it already. I don't need to figure out the way to do it. You, I just gotta follow the back of your head. You already did it. That's right. I'm telling you, man, it's important. Mentorship means everything. He over here, planet. And he said, the older guys walked away first. Like, I'm out, because I got sin. To the youngest. And Jesus in this. He said, woman, where are thine accusers? And the only guy that could have nailed her with the label was him. And he said, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Bam. Ain't nobody throwing rocks at you. People are unbelievable to try to point at the flaws in others. And the only reason why they are, please let me help you here because I love you. Is because they're really just exposing their own. Because anybody that's ever been corrected, don't correct nobody. If you do it, you do it nice and in love. Because you realize you're flawed. So don't listen to other people's labels. They don't know nothing about you. Don't label me. Because you don't really know me. Stop letting people's opinions and thoughts about you become the consciousness of who you think you are. You're not. Look at what Jesus said here. And this is the best part of that. Right? You're going to love this. Freely do for us, and who would dare dangle with God by messing with one of these chosen ones? Who would dare even point a finger at you? Woo, come on. The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Man, I love that. This morning I got so, I love it, sticking up for you. Every time, you know what I'm saying? The enemy's accusing you. Jesus is like, uh, excuse me, I'll stick up for him. You know, I, I thought about high school. I almost got killed in high school. Oh, my God. Because I cannot fight, bro. <laughs> And it was bad. I went to Votech. You ever go to vet, you ever go to Votech in the 80s? Every delinquent. I, I'm telling you, listen to me, man. Can I be real with you? Bro, it was sad. They were all criminals. Every delinquent. They, they were like, are you going to college? I was like, man, I can't even get out of high school. Go to college? You kidding me, bro? I'm not going to pay attention in that class. So I went to Votech. Did you go to Votech? Whoever went? To, did anybody go to Votech in here? Raise your hand. Wasn't it a delinquent festival? Right? All the guys going nowhere. All the, like, one step away from going to jail, friends, they were all on the bus. So, Tony, I show up. I got no backup. These guys are brutal. You get on this bus, they're picking you up from all these sections. They brought me in this bus. First day, they're throwing people's stuff out the window. 
oh, dude, they put makeup on one guy. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get killed. I got nobody to defend me. I got nobody to help me. I'm like, I'm going to get killed, man. They're going to touch. Take my shoe and throw it out the window. You got to fight the whole bus. There ain't no way out. You're taking a beating, bro. I was like, be humiliated or take the beating. It was a real, I had to think about it. Because there was no way getting off this bus ride. So I said, you know what? Bump it. I'm taking the beating. Right? So they come up to me. Right? They're throwing shoes out the window, purses out the, out the window. We're driving. I go, oh, my God. This is like delinquent bus. This is like a nightmare from hell. I'm like, I got it. Carl, I got to get off this bus, man. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to bum a ride. I'm ready to take the public transportation. I'll take anything, man. Got to take the bus. I get in the bus, and here it comes. Give me your shoe. I said some words that you're not supposed to say in the house of the Lord, so we're not going to repeat them because I'm a new creature in Christ now. And I thought, here comes the beatdown. Tony, here came the beatdown. They were bottled up, ready to kill me. And my buddy, my sister's, my, it was my, my, uh, my friend's sister, the one dude they knew, saved my life. He's like, leave him alone. It sounded like God parted the heavens and the earth. I said, who said that? Whose voice is that? And I had a buddy that protected me the next four years in high school. It was the most magical experience there ever was. Because I'm an only child, man. I was going to get beat up every day. He was sticking up for me. I mean, I'm talking about I almost got another fight. It wasn't my fault. I, I, I just got a problem sometimes every once in a while. I almost got beat up again. I was like, now they knew. If you try to touch him, you got to fight him. Yep. This dude had a full-grown beard. We were freshmen in school. Bro. He was like a grown man. He was in his weight room bumping it. I was like, dude, you're strong. He's like, everybody's scared of him. I was like, he's my buddy. <laughs> oh god thank god he's my buddy i was like so happy i was praying to god i was like i'll buy you lunch whatever you need he's like i don't need none i was like just be my friend please thank you god honestly i was praising jesus didn't even know jesus why because i was gonna get killed this place was like an insane asylum half these people should have went to prison man right nothing wrong if you went to prison but you know what i'm saying some of you need to get fixed come on these guys don't need fixing right why did i say that because i thought of that when i read that somebody to stick up for me you ever need somebody just to stick up for you? Just to say, nah, they're with me. They're all right. Because I'm, I'm human like you are. I make mistakes. Sometimes I'm a little broke. How many of you a little broken with your mouth sometimes? You know, around Jesus. Not cussing, but, you know, you saying stuff like, God, God where are you? You know what I mean? How many of you been a little messed up with God with your mouth? How many of you been a little bit messed up with your lifestyle? Don't raise your hand, but you know what I'm saying. How many of you been a little messed up with the way you've been thinking? How many of you been a little messed up with your actions towards God? How many of you been a little bit messed up in some stuff? And just when you think the accuser's going, look at this one. Jesus just stands up and goes, no, nah, they're with me. It's okay. I'm sticking up for them. Because what they are not right now in the moment, I made up for them on the cross. Come on, somebody. That's what he's saying. I see the room like this. This is how I saw it. You want to know how I saw it? I saw it like this. Here comes the devil. This is why blah, 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 blah. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren day and night before the throne of God. Blah, 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 blah. He's accusing you, accusing you, accusing you, accusing you. And this is what I see Jesus doing. I see Jesus just sitting at the throne of God like, hey, you know what I mean? Just chilling. Here come the accusations. This is what Pastor Chris did. They got video of me. They got stuff of me they got this of me they got and jesus just sits back for a little bit and goes okay this is cute but you know what i about already had enough of this uh excuse me i'll stand in for him i'm standing up for him he's redeemed and righteous and set free because of my blood that's how it works in heaven you better start working like that in your life why did i tell you that because you got to realize even when you're sloshing through the mess of life he's still with you he didn't go nowhere 
And you might not have looked your best, but guess what? God still what? Believes the best, expects the best, speaks the best, knows you're the best, and never stops loving you because guess what? If God be for me, it ain't nobody in the world could be against me. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout like you got it today because you do. Look at this. Right? Well, you better understand this because you're going to go through stuff, even to go through some valleys. Watch this. Look at Psalm. This messed me up. Psalm 23, verse 4. This is so good. Psalm 23, verse 4. You better pull this in. Ain't this good? Woo! Watch this. I put it into passion. Y'all know, I walk, yea, though I walk. You can leave it up there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death because I feel no other. That's cute. But man, in the passion, it reads different. Right? Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest fear, will never conquer me. Wait a minute. Stop. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of darkness, I said, wait a minute, Jesus, you telling me you got a path that leads to darkness? I don't need to be on that road, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you leading me here? Then I thought about Jesus coming up out of the river and everybody going, oh, that's great. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is awesome. Heaven parts. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yay. Jesus is like, oh, man, John's seen him right before. Oh, here comes the dove. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The dove came out the sky. John gets all cool. I'm not even worthy to latch your shoe. You're so awesome, Jesus. You're the son of God. Heaven goes, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Awesome. Next thing, here comes the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost comes and starts leading Jesus. Where did he leave him? He led him to TBN so he could tell the world that he's Christ. It led him to the promised land so they could have a picnic and a parade. Oh, it led him to the place where everything was No, he led him into the stinking wilderness to go fast for 40 days and be tempted of the devil. If this is being led by God, I don't want to be led no more. Maybe he just led me through the path. I didn't say he brought it, but maybe he got to lead you through some paths that are uncomfortable certain seasons of your life because this is where you really understand his credibility and character. I can't try to figure out why I'm here. I just got to see the valley of hope in the middle of it. Come on, you see this? He said, even though this path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest fear will never conquer me for you already have. Hey, I'm with him, amen. You with him too. Look at this. And what? He's going to lead me through all the way. Your authority is my strength, and your authority is my peace. Amen. How many got strength and peace even in the middle of the valley? Come on. Come on. You got to understand that. Don't let that mess you up. Because here's the thing you got to remember. Okay. Now I'm going to give you the bonus package. Ready? You got to start speaking in the middle of the valley. Okay. David did it best. You want to see it? Just look at this real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Look at this. Go to, this is, this is good. This is, this is add-on. 1 Samuel 17, 45. You guys doing good? Yeah. You got to speak in the valley. Better write that down. I got to speak in the valley. Say it. I got to speak in the valley. Because in, in the valley, it's hard to talk. You got all this junk around you. Fears all around. Worries all around. Frets all around. All this junk's around. You got mind pressure, mind dealing. How many mind deal too much? We all mind deal too much. Got too much pressure on our head, and instead of pressure in our head, we don't get words coming out of our mouth. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You want to see it? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 45. Look at this. Then, yeah, I'll give you a minute to get there. That's new. You're doing good. Then said David to the Philistine, 
Look at that, right? He in the middle of the valley. This joker's fighting Goliath. How many got some guides in your life need to fall down? How many got some stuff show up? Here come Goliath, right? Popping off at the pie hole. Who are you? Why are you coming at me? You bring me this little kid. He's going to try to fight me. Don't you know I'm a man of war? Come out there, you know, trying to be all cool. What happened? David's over there just chilling, thinking, like, who's this joker coming out talking about God like this? He shouldn't be speaking like that. And David had enough. Saul thinks it's all cute, tries to give him his armor. Go out there in my armor. David said, this stuff don't work. Amen? I don't know anything about this stuff. He said, I'm going out there with what I know. I'm bringing a sling and a couple rocks. Praise be to God. You know what that means? Rocks from a brook. You know what that means? You can fight this battle where you're at right now. You don't need nothing else to fight these battles. You don't need another thing to fight a battle. You'll find a rock in a brook and make it a battle weapon. Come on, somebody. Amen? I'm going to tell you right here now, a lot of you better learn this, right? Your battle, wor- your, your battle worship, your worship is your battle. You know what I mean? Your praise is your battle. Some of you got to get this mouth working over time. But look what he said. Then said David to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Woo, when's the next time you're going to tell this valley, I'm coming to you at the name of the Lord. Look at this. Uh, and the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies, Israel, with whom thou shalt, he's what? Defied? He is going to be the one. This day. Woo, come on, somebody. That's big talk. Everybody say big talk. Big How many got big talk in the valley? This is before the fight. Come on. You don't think he was nervous? He's probably a little bit nervous, but this is before the fight. What did he say? This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and I will take thy head from thee, and I will give it to the carcasses of the fowls, right? And the Philistine this day under the fowls of the air, under the wild beasts of the earth, and that all the earth may know. What are all they going to know? What? What? What are they going to know? That there's a God in Israel. Come on, somebody. Are you shouting in the valley? Oh, no, when the valley shows up, I get real quiet because I get real depressed. Look, I'm not lightening it. People deal with this. I deal with it. Y'all deal with it. It's hard to speak in the middle of the valley. It's easy to shout on the mountaintop. Everybody could shout on the mountain. One time I was there, and God said to me, he said, everybody could shout on the mountaintop, but can you shout in the valley? You know what I'm saying? Come on, you got to be able to, when you go through stuff, you got to be able to open your mouth and say what the Bible says. You got to say what the word of God says. How many of you believe say what the word of God says? No matter what. How many of you believe this? Now, go slow because I'm almost done. Pull this in. How many of you know in the valley it's hard to talk? Yeah, it is. Right? Hey, come on, be honest. Yes, right? When the pressure's all around, it's hard to say God is good and he's great and he can do wonderful things, ain't it? Yes. So what are we doing? We're getting valley tested. Yes, come on, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Valley shows up, start mind dealing too much, out of my mouth. Right. Right. Out of my mouth. All day long, out of your mouth. You got to say what God says. And this is the last point. I want you to write this down. It's only temporal, man. The valley's only temporal. Write it down. Come on, write it down. The valley's only temporal. Come on, you believe that? The valley is only temporal, man. It's gonna, you're going to live beyond this. Come on. You're going to live beyond the moment. You're going to live beyond what you're facing right now. You can do it. It doesn't make a difference. Next time the valley shows up, go, hey, man, you know what? It's only for a moment. It's not going to last a lifetime. The problem with some of these seasons is they feel like they're so long, they're never going to stop. But the bottom line is this, they're going to stop and they got to cease, no matter what you realize. And then what happens is this, you, kinda, you ever kind of come through the valley, and then you kind of come up, and when you kind of come up, you kind of realize, man, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do in the next season of life, because the next season of life I'm not going to go through the same thing I did. How many of you realize when you come up out of the valley, there's things you need to fix in your confession? There's things, you, you ever do that? You come up and you look back, you kind of do this like, wow, I should have been, 
I should have been better in the process of growing because I'm coming up and coming out. Look what the Bible says about this. I love this scripture. I want you to see this. Look at what 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 says in 13. We're going to read some of these because he talks about the spirit of faith and he's going to bring it there. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we're going to read through 18. Okay? Are you guys getting this? You know the valley's coming sometimes, right? But how many know God's still good? Come on, ain't he? Jesus got us, doesn't he? Aren't you excited about it? I sure am. Don't, and I know what happens too. Sometimes, like you get in the valley, it's hard to talk. It's hard. It's hard to even get up and go to church. It is a little bit when you get in the valley. That's why I you know it's funny. Somebody even said to me this morning. They said um, they were they were they've been coming consistently. She's one of the girls at nine o'clock. She said I'm coming to church every Sunday, and I said I'm proud of you. I see it. I see. I see the. She said it ain't easy. I said it's not. But you just get up and go. Don't even ask the question. You don't get up and ask if you're going to work tomorrow. You just get up and go. Some days you don't feel like going, you go anyway. Some days you don't want to go, you go anyway. You got to get up. You got to grind, right? Just get up and go. She said, I'm, I said, you're doing good. I'm proud of you. What? Just keep get up and going. Because one day, I'm smart enough to know God's going to speak to you in this atmosphere. He's going to tell you something great about your destiny. He's going to tell you great, something great about your future. Let's read these scriptures, okay? And then you're going to see, you're going to see this video. It's awesome. We having the same spirit of faith, according to his written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and we speak. Come on, guys. You got to keep speaking this stuff. Come on, man. You got to talk this stuff. You got to talk this situation. Remember what I said last week? Remember? Zerubbabel said to that mountain, grace, grace. Mountain, you got to hear that. Grace, grace. What's the grace of God? It's the power of God. Remember we talked about it? In me to do what I could not do. I could start speaking to mountains that have been speaking to me. Look at this next scripture. Here we go. Come on. Knowing that what? He which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also up by Jesus and shall present us with you. Keep going. Here we go. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many, what? Produce the glory of God in your life. Amen. Come on, right? We got to have thanksgiving. Look at this. Look at this. Here we go. For all things are for your sake, that the abundance of grace might through the thanksgiving, what? Put you to a place of glory. Amen. Put you in a place of glory. What does that mean? Presence of God. But look what, the, look what 18 says. Look at 18. Keep going. While we look not at the things which are seen. Stop right there. See, that's tough now. That's seeing what eyes most people can't see with. I see that chair. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like doing this, right? This is what it's like doing. You see this chair? It's like going like this. Okay? I see this obstacle. It's an obstacle. Not pretend it's not there. Worse to look at things which are not seen. Can you see beyond the obstacle? No, all I keep seeing is the chair. I see the chair. This is all I see. Is the, I see the chair. No, he's saying this. He says, yeah, the chair's here, but just see with different kind of eyes. Go, go around the chair. While we look not at the things which are seen, because they're physical, we look at the things which are not seen. That's where faith works. For the things which are seen are, this is just temporal. This is temporal. This is subject to change. Even though it's here, it's subject to change. Because you know what he does? He says, start seeing the things that are not seen, 
and the temporal things will disappear. Why will it disappear? Because I'm not looking at it no more. I'm looking at something greater. The hardest thing with that, though, is in the middle of this seems more real than what I don't see. That's where faith kicks in. You got to be able to see the unseen realm. Remember this. Everything you face in life is only temporal. God will give you the power to change everything you need to see. Amen? Come on, put your hands together. You did great tonight. Let me pray for you. Close your eyes. This is important. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for the change and transformation that's taking place. I know, Father, that you're doing exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think in their life. And, Father, I thank you that their faithfulness to follow you is going to be the key to their success in life. God, I love them, but you love them. And because you love them, reveal to them that even though I'm walking through the valley, even though I'm walking through this season, this might look like a valley that's hard, but I'm going to see this valley turn into a valley of hope. Father, thank you for blessing them and letting them see the hopeful situations even in the middle of this mess. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.